the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Jennifer Horn is funny, smart, and beautiful. And then there's Brian, who's, um, well, anyway, this is the morning answer. This is the morning answer. It is election day. And thank you for spending your morning with us. This is one of those moments. I know I speak for you, Brian Whitman, when uh, you really kind of go, okay, I'm going to remember this in a couple of years. This is one of those historic days that whatever the outcome, we know we'll be witnessing something truly remarkable. I, I appreciate that, and, and we thank you for listening to The Morning Answer with Brian and Jen. If you're listening at home on the AM870 app or on AM870, The Answer in the car, driving to work, or AM590 in the IE, I, I feel particularly gratified, actually, and I know you do, too, that uh, during this – well – during these very unprecedented times in terms of the pandemic, prior to that, during this very atypical presidency, we've had uh, – well, I guess, well I, I've, had, I've had the opportunity of my – I'm announcing my resignation. <laughs> I've had the opportunity of, of a lifetime to live through these – like this whole Trump thing with everyone and now here. What will Ameri- how will America respond? I said earlier for a president who, unlike former presidents before – unlike presidents before, for good or bad, during the days of the Trump – administration the first term and that's what it is technically we don't know if there'll be a second term perhaps there will be we'll wait to find out this president has managed intentionally or not to be basically almost each day and you and i have pretty good knowledge of this the story in the country eliciting so much emotion so much uh, so much feedback mental rhetorical uh, harming in some cases solidifying relationships marriages ended over yeah. we talked about these stories so now after 4 years the president is up for re-election yes the time goes fast i think we all feel that way today politico says jennifer horn that seven states battleground states will decide the us presidential election they list the seven as arizona florida Georgia, Michigan, Minnesota, North Carolina, Pennsylvania, and the state of Wisconsin. Yeah, and many of those states that you just mentioned also have Senate races. Uh, Obviously, every one of those states has congressional races. And so uh, the question is, what is the balance of power going to look like in the House? Will Democrats keep control? What will the balance of power look like in the Senate? Who Who will pick up seats? Who will lose seats? And then, of course, the big question on the national level is, what has early voting done? What will what impact will it have on the outcome of the presidential election. A lot of people calling in 855-785-8255 to share some of their experiences going out to the polls. Melanie is in uh, Lachlan. Melanie, are you in North Carolina? Is that what I'm seeing? Oh, Northern, Northern California. California. Oh, okay, thanks. Melanie, you have participated in a rich morning answer tradition. Every election day, certainly presidential and others, we invite people who seem to have noticed irregularities at the polling place to call in and report them. You're first to do so this morning. Now it's a different environment there. How COVID compliant was your polling place? Uh, so everyone had masks on. I find them quite frightening um, because I, I like to see the face. But uh, I I pushed through it and handed in my ballot. Um, What's interesting 
is I just heard on your sister station, AM 1380 in Sacramento, Mm -hmm. that there's a report in New Jersey that New Jersey is not even going to count in-person voting. That's 100% true. After the mail-in ballots are counted. Yeah, New Jersey is one of the nine states, Melanie. So a lot of people are talking about the universal mail-in that was rolled out simply for the purpose of trying to tamp down the spread of COVID-19. There were nine states that implemented new rules on universal. California was one of them where we live. New Jersey was another one. And you're absolutely right. They did all universal mail-in. Those votes, they're starting to process already. But anybody who did go to the very few polling places, and it was hard to find one in New Jersey, those, those votes are not even going to be counted until every single mail-in vote is counted. That is absolutely true. That's very interesting to hear and to learn. New Jersey, the garden state on the East Coast, is a state that, despite the former governor, Republican Chris Christie, is a pretty reliably Democratic state when it comes to uh, presidential elections. And uh, in in, in New Jersey, uh, they have dealt... uh, to a great extent with the pandemic during this year of 2020. I would assume that it doesn't matter if they count the provisional mail-in ballots before the in-person ballots, right, Jen? If they're counting them, they're counting them. Yeah, I know, I know that in-person will go last. They were trying to encourage everybody to use universal mail-in, and there were a lot of irregularities, just like we're seeing here in California where people are getting three, four. I, I had somebody who literally told me that their home got 18 ballots sent to them. So there are irregularities that are being reported. This is something that we've got to get right if this is going to be something that, that sticks around. Steven, By the way, New yeah. Jersey. 14 electoral votes mm-hmm. in New Jersey. That's right. A little state, but pretty mighty for its size, actually. Stephen in Bakersfield. Hi, Stephen. You're on the morning answer. Happy Election Day. Uh, hi. Hi, Jim. And hi, uh, Brian. How are you? I'm a long-time listener. Actually, Brian, I've been listening to you since uh, you were a co-host with... You're a Whitman lifer. I, I like it. I don't even know where I was working when he said, but I thank you for that. I didn't hear what he said. From but... this beginning of this show. Oh, thank you, sir. I got a nice tweet. Someone said a seven-year 6 o'clock club member. Morning answer starts that. at 6 a.m. Go ahead. Thank you for holding, yes, Stephen. Sir. So, so I was um, calling because, you know, I'm a, I'm a Hispanic um, uh, and I'm Latino. And, you know, it's, it's going to be a very complicated hard. Uh, election for the Hispanic voters because in my case, uh, I've been a Democrat all my life, but I gotta say, I think I'm gonna have to um, get on that train with Trump, uh, Trump train because to be honest with you, I feel like if the Democrats for a long time had the ball on their guns. Yeah, I think and, uh, so. You know, Stephen, I no, think you're I, not the only one to feel like that. Uh, the you, numbers, Stephen. and thank you so much for sharing that. And I know the president would thank you for that vote, that opportunity to, to serve minute, you. Minute. You're welcome, Stephen. <laughs> Serving you has been so great. He came into, that's a nice president. To I, I know. and But here's the thing. There are early numbers that are indicating that the president is going to do really well with Hispanics and with black voters this time around. And could it be? that people are saying, wait a second, am I really being represented here by the party that says that they have my back? Am I really getting economic opportunity? I know we've been in almost a year of COVID lockdowns, but before that, we had record low black unemployment, record low Latino unemployment. The poverty level was the lowest it has ever been since we've been keeping those records. This is important stuff. It is important. You're right, Jennifer. The challenge here is that the Republican Party has had record low 
receipt of the African-American vote during presidential elections, usually around 10% of African-Americans vote for a Republican candidate. The president can move that forward, and even an incremental increase could mean a lot of votes in a swing state. Yeah, I think if he can get to 15%, I've said it all along, of black voters, that votes really well for him in his election night totals. Are you concerned about the volatility of your investments? As an investor with traditional investments, including IRAs, I'm concerned about the stock market and how printing so much money out of thin air will affect the value of the dollar. I heard my friend Seb Gorka talk about Midas Gold Group, and I know owning precious metals adds safety and stability to savings and investment portfolios. So I finally spoke to Midas Gold Group for myself, and what a wonderful experience. There are no pushy salesmen. Their knowledgeable professionals know everyone's needs are different, and they treat each person accordingly. I encourage you to meet with Midas Gold Group for yourself. Call to schedule an appointment by phone or in person and ask for their free IRA guide on how to use your IRA to own physical gold and do a tax Call 805-601-6000, 805-601-6000. I get my gold from Midas Gold Group, and I believe you should too. Call 805-601-6000. As we can tr- continue, we will hear the inside analytics from the RNC. You may not believe what they're predicting. Cassie Smedley joins us as your election day morning answer continues. Waging the battle against fake news every morning. This is the Morning Answer with Brian Whitman and Jennifer Horn. Thanks for joining us. Election Day, Brian Whitman, Jennifer Horn, get out there and vote. Polls have been open for one hour and 21 minutes. Get out there and do your civic duty. It is our most important job as citizens of this country. Joining us right now is Cassie Smedley. She's been with us before, Brian, but we're so happy to have her back today. She's the Deputy Communications Director for the GOP, and she's here to spill all of the hot gossip on what the RNC knows that we we yeah. don't. Cassie, <laughs> welcome to the Morning Answer. Happy Election Day to you. Oh, happy Election Day. I'm grateful for the distraction from all of Election Day to be able to talk with you all. I'm so well. excited, but also very nervous today. Are you feeling the same way, Cassie? Yes, absolutely. You know, I got back from Pennsylvania late last night, um, kind of early this morning, actually. And it, it's incredible. Every minute, of course, you spend outside of D.C., you think, we're going to win this. We're going to win everything, you know, and you're talking to people who are saying this is going to be bigger than Reagan in 84. You know, just the enthusiasm is wild. And then you get back to the beltway and you start to get nervous again because no one really knows. And, um, you know, this is a year unlike any other. But I will say the spirit of America is so strong. The enthusiasm for the president is bigger than what we saw in 2016. What, just based on anecdotally what I've seen with my own eyes and heard with my own ears, but then combine that with what we've seen from folks who are giving of their time and of their treasure to invest in this campaign and in this movement, bigger than what we saw in 16, bigger than what Barack Obama was ever able to build, which has always been considered the high watermark for historic election infrastructure. And that is... um, just something that really um, heartens you about our country and the wonderful people, hardworking people who um, are grateful for having a president who finally listened to them and finally carried through um, the promises that we for far too long have been made and broken. And um, it's just really been incredible to be a part of. Cassie Smedley is a deputy communications director at the Republican National 
Committee, and she joins us on the Morning Answer on Election Day with Brian and Jennifer. We get some some expertise uh, from the from inside the the, the RNC camp there. <laughs> Cassia, I want to I want to read for you two headlines from 2016. Uh, the first is from PBS. The Trump campaign has a ground game problem. That was in August of 2016, May 2016. <laughs> That's <a> funny one. <laughs> NBC News. Donald Trump doesn't have a ground game. Does he need it to win? Okay. Uh, uh, a, briefly, briefly, briefly explain what a ground game is on a presidential campaign, what it involves. And did the president have it in 2016? And most importantly, on this election day, does he have one today? Do you guys, the Republican National yes. Committee, have a ground game in place? Yeah, I love the question. So just at a, a basic level, ground game, our volunteers and staff out in the field, battleground states, although we've got a big team in California, too, um, who are knocking on doors, making phone calls, engaging voters and friends. Um, and that's something that when I mentioned earlier that Barack Obama had been typically or previously credited with the large ground game in history, what he did in 2008 and 2012, he trained over 2.2 million volunteers, had a huge staff. You know, we all remember the neighborhood organizer, um, which actually turned out to be a, a really good way of doing things. And so after 2012, Barack Obama did that for himself. That was not the party. That was not the DNC. That was just Barack Obama. After 2012, we saw that, saw the success of it, and we built it within the party. And it's never left. It's been in place since then, only growing and getting bigger. So in 2016, when President Trump came along, and remember, he was largely a self-funder, he for sure an outsider, he said, okay, Republican Party, RNC, I see this ground game thing that you're doing. You guys do that best. Let me do what I do best. You do that best, and together we'll get going. So I love those headlines because the president was really forthright with saying, no, I didn't go around and open all of these offices. That's what the Republican Party was for. And um, everybody said, oh, he has no infrastructure. He has no ground game. But he was smart. He was using what was already there. And so that was the big secret of 2016 as everybody pooled their strength. After 2016, we were a joint team together with the president and all Republicans built on the 2016, made it even bigger. Now we've trained more than 2.6 million wow. volunteers, that's 3,000 staffers in states, um, made more than 180 million voter contacts this election cycle just in the last two years. That's just phones and doors. That's not your text messages. That's not that's incredible. you receive that's way bigger. The Biden campaign is trying to say, oh, yeah, we've done that too, but they haven't been doing doors only for the last few weeks. So that's just those traditional voter contacts, which make all the difference. If somebody tells you over the phone or certainly in person at the door, yeah, I'm going to vote for your guy, chances are they're going to go vote for your guy because that's a meaningful impression. Well, it humanizes the candidate, um, too. You know, if you hear absolutely. your neighbor telling you why you support President Trump, maybe that's even more powerful than President Trump telling absolutely. you why you should support him. Cassie Smedley is our guest. Follow her on Twitter at CM Smedley, S-M-E-D-I-L-E. Cassie, want to ask you about the polls because uh, there is <laughs> President Trump defied expectations. I think when we spoke together, gosh, and Brian and I were together on Election Day 2016, The uh, I, I think it was like a 91% chance that Hillary Clinton was going to win, according to the polls. That's the same type of thing that we're hearing, is that there's no way that President Trump can defy these polls. So what are you seeing internally at the RNC? Is it a tightening race? I believe that these swing states are really, really close. And uh, if anyone's going to defy the polls, it'll be the president. Yeah, absolutely. Especially when you've got 
so many people who I was, I was actually just talking to um, my cousin's wife a couple weekends ago who lives in a swing state. She said, oh, I was called by a pollster. She's been for President Trump since he came down the escalator, mind you. And I said, what did you tell him when they asked you who you're supporting? She said, oh, I said I was undecided. I didn't feel comfortable. And I said, you really said that because you hear that. But you really said, she said, oh, absolutely. But they probably figured it out once we started talking about the issues. But so this very quickly. I want to say to you very quickly, what your cousin's wife is saying falls right in line with the story I'm sure you're familiar with from Politico about the shy Trump voter who doesn't is not bellicose about their support for the president, but intends to vote for him. Do you see a lot of that in your research? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. But it's funny because they're no less enthusiastic. They just say that's for me to know. That's not for me to share with somebody I don't know. I'm happy to share it with people I know. But. Here's what we see in the polls that everybody can take a look at is that um, you had the Des Moines Register poll that came out just two nights ago mm-hmm. where the president is in the exact position he was in Iowa in 2016 currently right now. And, of course, we know he went on to win Iowa big. That was a big – that's a big marker. Um, we're seeing everything not just tighten but peak not only for the president but for the Senate races right at the right time, Arizona, North Carolina, first Florida, huge state. We completely trampled the Democrats' early vote numbers, which is their key. If they're going to have a successful night in Florida, they had to have a huge early vote turnout, and we squashed their lead. So all of those types of metrics, in addition to seeing the polling where it was or better for the president than four years ago. So, And what I mean by that is even polls which have him behind, he's still polling better than he was four years ago. So um, take it all for what you take that for. And then on top of that, you guys are in California, right? Yeah. The enthusiasm here is incredible, Cassie. I can't even, I can't even tell you how many parades I've seen, how many banners I have seen. And so it's what we've talked about all morning long. You know, it's hard to predict outcomes, but I will tell you that President Trump will get more votes today than he did in 2016. We'll see how the turnout plays out. Obviously some big states, Florida, Pennsylvania, Arizona, but you've done a great job at the RNC registering voters in the state of Florida. And that is going to come back to help the president. I know it. So thank you so much. Good luck. Tell everyone there that we are uh, we're thinking about you today, even though Brian's probably not going to vote for the president. No, no. Maybe we can convince him, but he's thinking e- about you. Everyone's <laughs> entitled to be wished good luck. And I, and I, really, I mean that. I've I know. wished good luck in my profession and my work. So uh, good luck to you, Cassie. Yeah, I've already casted my vote. So I've got we've got at least one in the tank for Trump in California. All right, Cassie Smedley. the and one to cancel it about noon. <laughs> the deputy communications director for the RNC. You can follow her at CM Smedley. A lot of fun there. Interesting perspective. Twitter nice names their most trusted sources for election night. Are they sources you trust? As your election day morning answer continues. The morning answer with Brian Whitman and Jennifer Horn. Jen is the conservative crusader. Brian is our lovable liberal. Welcome to The Answer. It's election day. We thank you for joining us. You have found the morning answer. Brian Whitman, Jennifer Horn. I love being here with you, Brian. I love being with all of you. Thank you for for hanging out because you know what? It's anybody's ball game. And um, it truly is. But it's still an exciting day. No matter what, no matter what happens, it's exciting. It's a day that we celebrate our republic. It's a day that we celebrate and uh, and go out and cast our vote and really uh, uh, execute our most fundamental freedom, Mm -hmm. the right to vote. And and of course, uh, many would say that's a freedom that comes from our creator, 
the right to vote. And, you know, I'm reminded, as you said, it's anyone's game. I went to the esteemed uh, alma mater of Bob Beckel, formerly of Fox News. We both majored in how to be liberal but get conservatives to like you. Right. And you, by the way, I, I think got did better than I old Beckel. He got a B minus. But yes. so whatever, he was whatever. better in drinking. <laughs> yeah, but, but I could beat him Scotch. in another, there other category. Actually, we didn't go to school together. He's a little bit older than a I little. am. It's interesting because uh, I did politics and government is what I studied. And at one point in some silly thing I wrote that uh, for some final exam, it was about democracy. And I said, it's, I remember what I said. It's like giving the people the keys to the car and they will drive you in the direction they think the nation ought to go. That's very idealistic because we understand, I was younger then, but it is still ultimately the truth. I mean, there are power brokers and bureaucrats and bureaucracies and, and uh, unelected bodies and agencies in between. But today, consider this. Consider what happened in America when, when I'm not saying President Trump's going to lose. I don't know. I think the polling is a challenge for him. When Jimmy Carter was turned out of office after four years, Mm-hmm. It dramatically shaped America. Uh, when George H.W. Bush was turned out of office, it did not have the same sting on him that President Carter has carried to this day where he lives as That's the right. oldest former president. But it dramatically shaped America mm-hmm. with new leadership and then eight years of Bill Clinton, the list of one term American presidents who are elected and then stand for reelection and don't win is a relatively short list. President Trump for whether we like him or not, and certainly I've been a critic, and, and folks know that I won't vote for the president today. I will vote for Joe Biden today, but I will say this. This president has managed to have a relationship, whether good or bad, it's an intimate one. Everybody has feelings about him. Every day since his nomination, he's managed, Jennifer, to be either the story of the day or the second story of the day. And I don't know a president in my lifetime for better or worse, who's managed to be that high interest in the minds of all the voters. Well, and is there a fatigue, I think, is the question maybe that we're looking for. Because when we see a lot of anything, is there a fatigue or is there someone, uh, is there a group of people who said, this is a guy who's always out there, he's in front of things and he's going to fight for me? That's a question on the ballot, one of many for voters today that they will look into. Twitter tonight, if you're following things on Twitter, has named seven outlets to call election results. They're going to be using ABC News, AP, the Associated Press, CNN, CBS News, Decision Desk headquarters at Fox News and NBC News. And uh, we'll see how uh, that runs. I predict, and this is no you know genius prediction, but people are going to be slow to call races this time around because they don't want to get it wrong. Marilee is in Ventura. Hi, Marilee. We've been asking people if you go out and vote, if you saw something kind of strange. Did you, uh, did you have that experience in Ventura, Marilee? Oh, yes. Good morning. Good morning. It appears that Ventura County is trying to force everybody to accept mail-in ballots and possibly remove all the in-person ballot locations. Did you show up this morning? We were required to sign a form that was called a ballot request form. We Mm -hmm. were told if we didn't sign it, we couldn't vote. And mainly what it was for was like change of address, change of party. Okay change of inactivate my my vote or request permanent mail-in ballot. Wow. Now, I think well, that you should take well, that to the registrar, well, Marilee. I don't know. May I, Marilee? Yes. Just for clarity, what there was prevented you from voting? I, did you have a change of address? Well, we it, asked them. We asked them while we were standing in line. We said, we don't agree with this form because we're not requesting any of the things that's on the form. Right. And they said, I said, why do you need us to sign the form? They said, because we have a sticker that we have to affix to the form. Question, very important. Very important. You said we. Is it you and a partner, a husband, another person, two people? 
Sorry, there was a group of family. There was a family behind okay. me. They were, no, were were complaining no need, about the same situation. No need to be sorry. Did you leave without voting? No, I voted. Good. I went ahead and okay. signed it. They told us we could cross out on the form what we didn't agree with. So above the signature line in bold where it says, I want to request a mail-in ballot, we cross that out. I would call the Registrar of Voters anyway in Ventura and just let them know your experience and tell them that you didn't like that experience. I would imagine, Marilee, that this mail-in voting thing is not going away. I think that they rolled this out and this is here to stay. And so uh, certainly I think this is going to be something that they want to continue doing, and that is sending ballots to everybody so that they can leave a few empties for some of the dead people and the people who have moved out of the state. But that's just my own opinion. I would report it, though, to the registrar and let them know that you didn't like having to fill out that form because that shouldn't have happened. It didn't happen for me in Los Angeles County. But we thank you for the call, and I'm glad you casted your vote can anyway. Can I bring up one more thing? Sure, go ahead. Can I bring up one more thing? They were pushing the track your vote, which I thought was yeah. funny because we were in there in person voting, and they were saying, you can track your vote. And I brought it to them. What if your vote goes missing? What if it doesn't show up by today? Oh, that's interesting. And I then come in and vote. And they said, no, you have to file an affidavit. Final question from Ventura, Marilee. A lot of people were at the polling place to vote. How was turnout? Um, there was about 20 people in line when I got there. That's pretty good. The, that barcode, by the way, and thanks, Marilee, for your call. And thanks Very for bringing much. that to our attention, 855-785-8255. That barcode, you bring that with you when you go and vote in person. They scan you in, and I think they're trying to make sure that people aren't casting both their mail-in ballot and well, your... I think that's helpful. Yeah, so to make sure that people aren't... Um, aren't double-dipping. Aren't double-dipping, which is a, a big concern. All right, Lena, quickly, in Menifee, we've got about 30 seconds. Lena, you're on the morning answer. Happy Election Day. Hi, how are you guys? Doing just fine. How was your, what was your experience? Your mother, we hear, is an immigrant. Is this, are you a first-time voter or is your mother a first-time voter? My mother. So she's a U.S. citizen, but she's lived here for 40 years. She's never voted. She's from Guadalajara, Mexico, and uh, she was so excited. She voted yesterday early in San Bernardino, and she voted for Trump. Good for in, her. In 20 seconds, literally, mom's reasoning for voting for Trump. What did she say about him that compelled her to vote for the president? She didn't leave a country to come to a country of prosperity and opportunity for her family to see it, to go to waste all the hard work that it took her to get here, to now allow Biden to ruin this country and the Democrats. She can't stand for that. Lena, that's standing that- up for what she believes. That is beautifully said. You tell your mother we're proud of her for casting her vote. So many people who are immigrating from other countries are saying that same thing. We don't want socialism. They're denying it. They're denouncing it because that's what they and they left. Joe Biden's very times. quick to say, well, I'm not a socialist. Yeah, well, Joe Biden Jennifer, says a lot of things. Did you know, Corin Pop, that there are ways to have steady, abundant income for all the years of your retirement? You can with our friend David Ortiz of Ortiz World Wealth. Most people think it's safe to put their money into annuities, but right now they're finding out that their money is locked up maybe for 10 years. It's only earning them a minimal amount. And that's right. And many of our listeners, Brian, wanted to get a second opinion on their annuities. Many of them are less than a year old. Some are three, four, even five years old. Once they receive their first statement, which is a year after they open their account, they begin to realize that they're hardly making any money, maybe only 1% or less, because what was sold to them was a product that had other things attached to it, and that was actually costing them money. So the only way to get out of these is to systematically transfer money into something else. Now, that's not to say that there aren't annuities out there that do perform. There are, but you need to find out. And that's where David Ortiz comes into play. 
Okay, so on this Election Day 2020, what's your situation? Call David Ortiz, president of Ortiz World Wealth at 844-584-PLAN. That's Ortiz World Wealth at 844-584-PLAN. Plan smarter, live better, 844-584-PLAN. Does your first name determine how you vote? As your Election Day morning answer continues. Every morning, breaking news and talk you can trust. This is The Answer with Brian Whitman and Jennifer Horan. Thanks for joining us. It's Election Day, the morning answer. Brian Whitman, Jennifer Horn, and apparently Whitman. Um, we got a shout-out earlier today. We're going to get to you this this poll, my favorite news story of the day, actually. <laughs> a well, poll that absolutely does not matter, but I'm going to give it to you anyway. Well, you know, they said Seinfeld didn't mean anything. That television show, right. show about nothing. A poll about nothing could be interesting. But this will be fun, so I'm going to give you that poll about nothing in just a moment. But apparently we got a shout-out this morning. I have not heard this, but our friend Hugh Hewitt had Congressman Mike Garcia on from California's 25th District. Vote for yeah. him. He's yeah. running against Christy Smith. How about that? Mike Garcia has worked me into his campaign, uh, tweeting and literature after the interview we did last week. Yeah, I, did you, you really know gave that? it to him. Like You said he, he was get... a leader, or what did you say? I think oh, what I said was, oh, leadership. I don't really know. I didn't read the tweet. I think I quoted it. It's not about party. It's about no. leadership. We were talking about Katie Hill, right? And the Quote pandemic. Brian Whitman, lovable liberal. Notice in that <laughs> clip, I don't say for whom to vote, but I reflect on the leadership qualities of Mike Garcia. And I believe the quote is, people didn't look turn to party. They looked to leadership, quote, and you provided that that's close right. quote, right? and that's pretty strong for me uh, now i will say about congressional republicans running uh, i assume with the polls open for an hour and 53 minutes eric early speaking of names effect impacting your politics we'll do mm-hmm. that in a moment eric should have voted already against adam schiff for himself he voted eric, early uh, you don't have to vote early to vote for eric early you can vote later at a voting center but you should do it today if you haven't voted by mail he's my former nemesis turned dear friend i know and and you're going to vote for him today I already I have. have. Mike Garcia is a congressman in Simi Valley, California's 25th congressional district. He was on with Hugh Hewitt. And apparently, they name checked us. So, you know, a little, little self promotion here. No, that's we nice. We're going uh, to not only keep this seat, uh, but also start influencing districts around us here in the next couple of years. So, I, wish, I hope that Jennifer Horn is listening as she takes over from me at Carol A. The Answer in LA as we go off the air here today and gets people yep. out for Mike Garcia. We can't count on Brian. He's a lefty, but we can count on Jennifer. You know, Mike, Brian's a big fan, too. We're going to have to change his name a little bit here. But what, you got Brian to vote for you? You got Brian well, to say nice things? <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. That'll be a good, good I, question for him later. I, I don't know. I want you to go talk to Jennifer. I wouldn't trust Brian. No. No, I wouldn't do that. He's like, uh, but nevertheless, Congressman Garcia, have a great day. Run through the tape. We'll talk to you this Absolutely. week. Congratulations on a great effort. Oh, we caught him. Election Day in America, nine <laughs> years into this gig, I remain the most fascinating person They're on the obsessed. lips and my <laughs> Well, thank you, Hugh. And by the way, thank you, thank, Hugh. Thank you, thank you, Hugh. <laughs> now we'll come over and do your windows, too. That's right. Aaron. My house is made from potato chips because That's of Hugh right. Hewitt. But, yes, get out the vote for Mike Garcia. He's fantastic. And, by the way, a congressman who – one who was able to shift some of these uh, Democrat seats. He shifted them during the special election in the spring. We can keep him in place with your vote in Simi Valley in Santa Clarita. All right. Now the poll. This is a Seinfeld poll. Yeah. Did you know? What is she talking about? Your name 
can actually dictate who you vote for? First or last name? I mean, first. Okay. All right. So there's a new study that's done, and it's a reputable sort. Well, sort of. I mean, I line my birdcage sometimes. I don't even have a bird with the New York Times. But they got together with Siena College, and they conducted polls in almost every single battleground state out there. Mm. And they created this large database of likely voters and their preferences. And so they started going through and said, oh, maybe if we can find, uh, maybe we find names that are more likely to vote for certain candidates than others interesting of those with the first name karen and you know how we call people oh i can i know a karen like the hysterical white women oh yeah karen is a conservative republican woman she lives on the east coast the one i know she breaks the mold because uh, karen's karen's typically are like these hysterical don't be doing that oh the david dow people oh my god the study found that karen's are more likely to vote for joe biden 60 percent are voting for biden the figure went to 57 percent when considering data from those who support neither candidate next on the list for joe biden barbara's and lisa's like joe biden now i have a question where do hunters show up on the list (laughs) for Joe Biden's very high first up. Uh, They're very high Right up. after they get done with their laptop, they're on this uh, on this survey. All right, men. Yeah. And this is sort of funny. Men named Richard. And you can May I call through, you? You can work through the nicknames. Yeah. And those named Thomas are more they, likely to vote for Trump than for other candidates, for Joe Biden. In, well, Richard, Richard the senator from uh, Richard Blumenthal, right? 64% of Richards are voting for 64%. Now, folks, we do want you to know because we believe in free thought information. We want you to know that these are facts as reported by New York Times and Santa College. Fred, Bob, and Tim or something. But here's the thing. We are not suggesting that if you're getting up, turn on the morning answer, which you do every day, and you hear, oh, I'm Richard, I should vote for Richard. No. Your name should have nothing to do. We're not telling you that it has anything to but do with But isn't it interesting that it does? And it's interesting that if you think your name should dictate your vote, it actually means something. <laughs> you should turn the car around and not go to vote. Claudia is in Santa Clarita. Hi, Claudia. Good morning and happy Election Day. You're on the morning answer. Hi. Um, my name is Claudia. Like you said, I just want to tell you that we're new citizens. Uh, we come from El Salvador, a socialist country. Did you vote and in this election? Voted- Yes, we did. Are you excited? Was it so fun? Oh, it was fun because we went on Friday. Oh, good. Okay, so who did you vote for? Will you do you mind telling us? Donald Trump. Look at this, Whitman. It's it a landslide. Uh, well, well, I don't know that it... Three, it was three of us. It was three of us. Well, maybe it is. Now. I was. Congratulations, Claudia Santa Clarita. Thank you so much Thank for you, voting Claudia. for the first time. That's great. We've got uh, Margaret in Simi Valley who said she was also forced to sign that same piece of paper. Uh, Margaret, we heard from our caller earlier on, I think it was Mary Lee, who said she had to sign a paper. Ventura County is requiring that. I just got an update. They're requiring that signature for whatever reason, but that is something consistent with Ventura County rules. Right. Um, I don't recall the questions that she was saying on her form. I do recall saying that we had to check the box that we either never received the ballot or that we lost the ballot. And we said, well, that's not the case. She goes, yeah, but you got to check that or you can't vote. Because they don't want um, you to so, they want you to actually sign something saying that you're not voting twice. Probably and that with question, your mail just in. for clarity, yeah, that I'm question yeah, is about the, so we the ballot. And, the... and did it. We did it at the Reagan Library. Oh, cool. Um, it did like an hour and a half. Yeah, it was beautiful day it was really nice. high turnout a lot of other, other voters Pardon? was there high high turnout margaret 
Uh, I would say that morning, yes, this was Sunday morning. Um, there was probably at least 100 people in line. Awesome. Margaret, and, thank uh, you yeah, so much for really- that for that information and for casting your vote at the Reagan Library. That is so cool. I, I was just going to mention that. that. Obviously, they're asking voters to sign off that they didn't get the mailed ballot. Right, which or went that they didn't them, cast it, probably. Is, or they t- yeah. ask them to say they lost it. That, that's an interesting story. Of course, tomorrow, uh, I don't know that we'll know who has been designated the next president. But I do want to tell you, we've got full coverage tonight right here on AM 870, AM 590. It all starts at 6 p.m. Larry Marino, Jennifer Horn, Larry Elder. It's going to be great. We're going to be calling in, checking in on the IE with Don Dix in Orange County with Garrett Fay, And we're going to even check in on Glendale with Whitman. And guess what? Whitman, you've got to give us your prediction. You've not done it all morning long. Oh, uh, of course, continuing coverage all day. Results as they're available tonight with Jen in the crowd. My, uh, I'm going to do the same thing I did four years ago. No, give us a real answer. Go no, ahead. My, my, it's going to be tougher. It's going to be tougher for Donald Trump, the president, to win this reelection tonight. But as I said four years ago this morning, if anyone can defy odds, it's this guy, Donald Trump. I said it that way. Who too, wins? Uh, uh, Joe Biden's going to win. All right. <laughs> Join us tonight, 6 p.m. for full election coverage. Make it a great election day. It's nine o'clock.